0: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, episode 2 of Pagula's podcast, hosted by me, LV Pagula. Um Today we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to t- take a preview at the AL Central, which includes the Minnesota Twins, Cleveland Indians, Detroit Tigers, Kansas City Royals, and Chicago White Sox. And after that, we're going to take a look at a couple teams in the NFL draft. And then in particular, we're going to focus on the Philadelphia Eagles. There was a couple of things that happened this morning and last night Yesterday, there was breaking news that Rob Gronkowski unretired and got traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to pair up with Tom Brady. The full trade detail was the Patriots received a fourth-round pick because he was still under contract when he retired, and Tampa got Gronk in a seventh-round pick. So that's big because now Tampa Bay has a ton of weapons on the field with Rob Gronkowski, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, even Cameron Brait. And Rob Gronkowski is going to be double teamed a lot. So it's going to open up a lot of alleys for those guys. Um, There's a rumor that came out this morning that Percy Harvin, former first round pick, who's actually weighing right now 185, wants to come back to the NFL. He last played in the NFL in 2016. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, And now there's a couple more rumors that I'll get to later on. But now we're going to focus on the AL Central. So for first place in the AL Central, I have the Minnesota Twins. Um, Why I have them there, they're the reigning division champs. They had a 101 win season last year. Um, they kind of disappointed in the postseason getting swept by New York, but they still have a good team. Um, their pitching rotations probably one of the best in the majors with Jose Berrios, Jake Odozeri, Rich Hill, Homer Bailey, and Kenta Maeda, who they picked up from the Dodgers. Um, it's such a complete well-rounded rotation that they, they might be one of the best rotations in the game. Uh, Miguel Sanoa at first base, who switched over from third base. He had 34 home runs last year. Very powerful hitter. Um, they signed Josh Donaldson in free agency, who had 37 home runs and 94 RBIs last year, who will play third base. Um, Nelson Cruz, their DH hitter. Forty one home runs and one hundred and eight RBIs. That's unbelievable. Forty one home runs in one year. That's crazy. Um, they're a home run hitting team, obviously, with the stats I just read to you. But uh, adding Donaldson's big time for them, because um, if they want to compete with the Yankees and or the Astros, they have to be able to hold their ground. They have to be able to hit and pitch, which I think they can do, and I really do think they can. Possibly get to the World Series and beat the Yankees to get there. Um, second place. I have the Cleveland Indians there, which people might argue should be the Chicago White Sox, but I have the Indians. Um, first off, the Indians have one of the best shortstops in baseball in Francisco Lindor. Um, he's been there for years now. He's been one of the best shortstop for years, I should say. Uh, he batted two eighty four last year, had 32 home runs and 74 RBIs. He's a switch hitter. Um, him and Trevor Story are probably at the top of the list for shortstops, but I, I I give the edge to Lindor just because he's produced more on a winning team. Um, Mike Clevenger, their ace, he had thirteen wins last year, so their their rotation's a little um, it's tough because a couple guys are gone, but they should be okay. Um, Carlos Santana, first baseman, uh, switch hitter, can do a couple things. He's a good bat, good hitter, contact hitter. He doesn't hit a ton of home runs, but He's pretty good. Um, they picked up second baseman Cesar Hernandez in free agency from the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, he's good. He's a good left-handed hitter. He can field the ball pretty well. His only problem is um, sometimes he loses focus in the field. Like he, a couple of stupid errors last year that I think they cost. They, he actually cost a game for the Phillies last year. But that happens in baseball. Um, next guy, Jose Ramirez. Uh, he's a switch hitter. He's a power hitter. 23 home runs and 83 RBIs. He was a big part of their team last year. He's one of the best third basements in baseball. Um, They can compete for first place. I really do think that. But Minnesota has too many great pitchers and batters for Cleveland to, I think, win. I think they can battle Minnesota for that top spot. But I just would give the upper hand to Minnesota because of their overall talent. Um. Next, even the White Sox, I had them at third place, but I think they could maybe compete for second, maybe a long shot for first place. Um, they have Lucas Giolito, who's their ace, who's on a really good contract for them. He's not getting much money. Um, for him, that's not great, but for the White Sox, it's pretty good because they have an ace, not getting much money. Uh, they picked up Dallas Keuchel from the Atlanta Braves. That's a big signing for them because lefty. They need, a, they need a lefty in their rotation. Um, they also signed free agent Yasmani Grandal, catcher, who I think is the second best catcher in baseball behind JT Womuto. Uh he hit 28 home runs last year, 77 RBIs and batted 246. So for a catcher, those are very good stats considering they play basically every day. They get no breaks, no breaks really, maybe like one out of 10 games or so. Um they also signed Edwin Encarnacion from the Cleveland Indians. Um he he'll, he'll be their DH. Um I mean they're very good like that. Um, he's just a very good hitter. Even like when he played in the field, he's good. But they have Jose Abreu, who hit 123 RBIs and batted 284. 123 RBIs is crazy. That's a ton of ton of runs batted in. And um he'll be able to do that for a lot of guys. He'll be able to drive in Tim Anderson, Eloy Jimenez. Tim Anderson, actually their shortstop batted 335 last year. So I really do think Chicago can possibly get up to that first place spot during the season. But overall, I think Minnesota will capture the crown at the end of the, the end of the year. Uh, fourth play aside of the Kansas City Royals. Um, not much to talk about here. Went Merrifield their best player in center field. He batted he batted 302 last year, had 16 home runs and 74 RBIs. Uh, Alex Gordon, the big piece of their World Series run a couple years back. He's still in left field. Um they still have a great catcher in Salvador Perez. Um he missed all of last year due to Tommy John surgery. So he should be back this year. But um free agent signing, they signed Michael Franco from the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh he's a streaky hitter. Um he's a little slow on the base path, but when he gets hot, uh he's hot. Like last year at the beginning of the season, uh people were regarding him as like one of the hottest hitters to start the year. And then after that he kinda slowed down a ton. But he should be okay. He should be good fit for the Royals in their future. Um, then in fifth place, the Detroit Tigers. Um, not much to say about them. They Time to look forward to the future for them. They're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. They have maybe two, one or two good players. Their second baseman, Jonathan Scope, um, he's good. They're still hanging out on the Go Cabrera as their DH. Um, I think it's time for them to mutually part ways. The Tigers need to start over, and he needs to, I think it's his is done. Um, they have Matt Boyd as one of their starting pitchers, who's probably their best pitcher. Um, they don't have much to look forward to, but they should be good in years to come. But now is not their time. Now, Minnesota, Cleveland, Chicago, now is their time to shine. Um, like I said a couple times, Minnesota, I think, will win that division because of their overall talent on that team. It's just far superior to the other teams in that division. Um, yeah, that's about it. So now we're going to head over to the NFL draft. Starts tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Um, looking forward to it very much. Um, so a couple things I want to talk about. The New York Giants at pick number four. There's a lot of speculation out there that they might take Jedrick Wills Jr., um, offensive lineman out of Alabama, or Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson. It's interesting decision for Dave Gettleman because... You need the offensive line to block for Saquon Barkley if you want to build around him. But Isaiah Simmons is such a hybrid player, like he could play safety, linebacker, that's tough to pass up on him. So they have a really tough decision to go there. I mean, I personally, I think you got to go with the offensive lineman so you can block for Saquon because he's going to be your back of the future. He's what you're relying on for points, for that yardage. And it also helps Daniel Jones in the passing game. So I think they need to go after um, some sort of offensive lineman, either Christian Wirfs or Jedrick Wills Jr. But it's a tough decision for Dave Goodman. Um Then I have the Jets at 11. Um, Sam Darnold, the Jets were okay last year. Um, they need an offensive lineman, but they could also get a very good receiver at that pick. At 11, T- C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy, they should be there. For the jets to take but also you got to think the jets they need offensive linemen so bad to protect sam darnold it's a very tough decision they only signed one in the offseason so it will be tough for them i in my mock draft i have them taking cd lamb because he'd be your number one receiver right under a depth chart immediately as the only other threat they have is brashad perryman so this this provides sam darnold with another playmaker besides perryman and cd lamb has great hands is so fast and electric, explosive. I think that'd be the right pick, but it's tough to decide because if there's Makai Beacon or Andrew Thomas available, those are two very big offensive linemen that they could fill that void on the line and protect Sam Darnold. So that's a tough decision for um, the Jets there, Joe Douglas. Um, So now another another, um, thing I want to talk about was the Panthers. The Panthers right now, are at pick number 7. And this is interesting to me because there's a couple of rumors out there by Mel Kuyper Jr., Adam Schefter, saying they want to trade back to 15 and Denver move up to 7. Obviously, Denver would have to give up probably their first, second round, and maybe a second round next year or first round or something like that for that deal to happen. Um, I'd say the Panthers move back to 15, select C.J. Henderson, cornerback out of Florida, because they need help bad in the secondary because James Bradbury left and went to Washington. Um, they've been, that position has been hurting them for a while, ever since Josh Norman left and went to Washington a couple years back. They've been struggling at that position. Um, and it's a mutual, it's such a great deal for real teams because Denver can move up to seven, draft C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy. But Jerry Judy is tough to take at that p- position because there's stuff out there, reports from doctors, that he had a knee surgery and still recovering from it. So I think CeeDee Lamb's the overall best receiver in the draft, and I think Denver, if they made that trade, would be smart to get him to build around Drew Locke and you got Cortland Sutton. That'd be a great pair, I think, with Noah Font still at tight end. So I think that'd be great for them. Um, And then there's another report out there that Adam Schefter tweeted out. um, the Dolphins would rather Justin Herbert over Tua. Um, I agree with that because I think Tua's a great player, but his health history is too tough of like a concern for me because I think Herbert's overall just as skilled as Tua, and he's got more experience in college. So if he stays healthy, like unlike Tua, Tua right now is not – well, he is healthy, but there's a lot of concerns regarding his health. So I think Justin Herbert's the correct decision to take because of his overall risk-reward package. Um, There's talks about Atlanta. Atlanta, sitting at 16 right now, um, they need a linebacker, but their secondary is also very depleted. Um, There's reports out there saying they want to move up. So I think if Atlanta wanted to pull the trigger, they should move all the way up to, like, three, trade with the Detroit Tigers. And if they want to start over their secondary... They draft Jeff Do- Jeff Okuda out of Ohio State at three and grab the best cornerback in the draft. Because right now, they they have they signed Dante Fowler, so their their defense and they lost Vic Beasley. Their defense would start over completely with Grady Jarrett there too on the line. They could start over completely and have a good team for next year in that loaded NFC South. Um now. For now, we're going to focus on the Eagles this year. The Eagles draft this year. Um, so like I mentioned yesterday, they're at pick 21. Um, there's a lot of rumors saying that they want to move up and grab a top-notch receiver, like Jerry Judy or C. D. Lamb, like I before mentioned. Um, they can move up a little bit to get Henry Ruggs because I doubt he'll be there still at 21. They've had a ton of interviews with guys like Jalen Rieger out of TCU, Denzel Mims out of Baylor, Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State, Justin Jefferson out of LSU, and KJ Hamler from uh, Penn Penn State. So it's a tough decision for Howie Roseman because in the six of his nine years that he was GM for drafts, he's always traded his original pick. So I, I firmly believe that High Roseman's going to pull the trigger on some sort of deal. I don't know what or how he's going to do it or who, what team with or where he's going to move. But I have a gut feeling that he's going to move maybe up to like 10 or 11 to get C D Lamb or Jerry Judy. I think trading with the Jets would be a good spot for the Eagles to get CeeDee Lamb. And then the Jets can go back to 21 and possibly draft an offensive lineman that's still there to protect. Or draft a wide receiver like Justin Jefferson, who I think would be there too. Um, There's also a lot of rumors going around about Alshon Jeffrey. Now, Alshon Jeffrey was signed three years ago, um, led the Eagles in receiving the year they won the Super Bowl. Um, His time's over, I think, now with the Eagles. Howie Roseman did a stupid mistake last year in guaranteeing his contract for this year, this upcoming year, um, because he's guaranteed a ton of money. Right now, and he got hurt last year, so it's a tough decision for them to make. But I think you got to get rid of him somehow because he's just gonna get too much money from the Eagles this year. Um, and Wentz, Carson Wentz, the Eagles quarterback, he's their main guy, so they have to get guys around him. Like I mentioned, the receivers, they're depleted totally by the end of last year. They had one decent receiver in Greg Ward, so. If they're investing all this money in Carson Wentz to succeed, they have to build around him. For example, they only have Dallas Goddard and Zachary, who are two tight ends. They have Deshaun Jackson, who's getting old, and Greg Ward right now. And that's it, besides running backs Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Now, don't get me wrong. Miles Sanders and Boston Scott can easily come out of the backfield for them, but they need to draft a wide receiver. They can address the position of linebacker in later rounds. But for now, they got to get either Jerry, Judy, C.D. Lamb, or Henry Ruggs. I firmly believe getting that pick, that selection, one of those guys, will lead them to more like promising wins, basically, in the future. If they just sit back and relax, I think, and just try and hopefully slide, get, or, like, get someone at 21, I don't think that's the right decision. Howie Roseman, ever since he became general manager... He's never been conservative. He's always been um, willing to take a chance, go the extra mile, stuff like that. Um, For example, when Julio Jones was drafted, the Atlanta Falcons gave up two first-round picks to move up and get him. They knew he was going to be a star, and they saw that. So the Eagles have to do digging, and there's only one day before the draft, so hopefully they already did it. They have to know who they want. So if they want C.D. Lamb, they got to get a deal done to go up and get him. Because I think it's the right decision to do that. And also, it invests in their future and it invests in Carson Wentz. Because just adding C.D. Lamb doesn't just like, make him a part of the Eagles. He makes Carson Wentz a better player. He makes Miles Sanders a better player. He makes Zach Ertz a better player because it draws more attention to him. Him and Deshaun Jackson or Jerry Judy, any of those guys paired up together... You're very fast, so on the outside, those guys can catch long balls from carson went like crazy, like they'd be so good together um, so that's about it. I think the second round we'll get there on one on Friday when we do our next podcast, but for now, um like I said, pick twenty one the eagles gotta address the wide receiver position like I've said multiple times um the second round we can address Friday. Um, and that wraps up everything. So, we talked about the AL Central and who I think is going to win. I still firmly believe that the Minnesota Twins will win that division easily. Not easily, but I think they would win over Cleveland by probably, I'd say, seven or eight games, probably. Um, they're a home home run hitting team. They can definitely top 100. I think they can reach 100 wins this year again. Um, they've added Josh Donaldson, who's been great. Um... Cleveland Indians haven't done much in the offseason, picked up Cesar Hernandez, like I mentioned. Um, Can do a couple things, hit, field, I mean, that's about it. Uh, Chicago White Sox, Yasmani Grandal, second best catcher in baseball, and Dallas Keuchel. Two good guys to add for that team to get where they want to go. Kansas City and Detroit, they're two teams. They'll be in the cellar of the division. Um, They'll be in the bottom for a while, I think another two or three years, because they just don't have much talent right now or in the future, I think. In the NFL draft, the Giants, the Jets, the Panthers, the Dolphins, the Falcons, they all have a ton of moves to make. Um, the Giants have t- a tough decision, either offensive linemen or Isaiah Simmons, I think. Um, the Jets, they can get Makai Beacon, Andrew Thomas, maybe Tristan works if he falls to 11, or they can go C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy at 11. That's a tough decision. Um, the Carolina Panthers... Um, they're at 7 right now. They can go back to 15, take C.J. Henderson, I think the second-best corner in the draft, behind Jeff Okuda. Denver can get up to 7, draft their wide receiver and pair him with Cortland Sutton and Noah Font and be good for Drew Locke to go for the future. Um, Dolphins, like I mentioned earlier, I think they'd rather Justin Herbert over Tua because of the health risks of Tua. Herbert's just more of a risk-reward guy because... He's not going to get hurt. He's solid. He can move the ball up the field. So I think Justin Herbert's the better option for Dol- the Dolphins at five. Um, and then Atlanta, they got to move up and grab a cornerback. Maybe move up to three. It'd be a large asking price, but if they want to get Jeff Okuda, I'd get up there and grab him. I wouldn't be conservative and try and just like play the game and hopefully he get TJ Henderson at 16, which I doubt will happen because I think the Panthers get him at 15 and trade back with Denver. So those are all the couple of things I think will happen um in the draft. I'm hoping for a great Eagles draft. Um I they need a receiver big time. I'm praying they get one. Um there's a lot of rumors going around that they're gonna trade up. Um and that's about it really. I'm just I'm just praying to God that they get a good receiver to for Carson Wentz because even if Oshawn Jeffrey does stay, he's still aging and he they need a younger guy. So I think even if he stays Pairing them with Goddard, Ertz, Deshaun, Alshon, and the receiver they get with also Miles Sanders and Boston Scott out of the backfield and Greg Ward in the slot, they could be really good on the offensive side of the ball. They just need one more playmaker. Um, And then, like I said, they can address the linebacker position in later rounds because they don't need one. They don't need any guys in the secondary now that they got Darius Slay. I think they're solid back there now after they've been horrific there for years, ever since the Super Bowl. They've been very bad there. Um... Next show. Next show is going to be on Friday for Pagula's podcast. Uh, We'll be breaking down what happened in the first 32 picks on Thursday night. Um, We're going to talk about trades, what the Eagles did in particular. We're going to talk about all the trades that happened, everything, all NFL draft. Um, Also, Sunday, don't miss it. Episodes three and four of The Last Dance will premiere at 9 o'clock on ESPN. So that wraps it up today. Uh, I just want to say thanks for listening and I'll see you see you Friday.